This is a Queensland Department of Education podcast. Every day, Queensland teachers make a difference in the lives of students in diverse communities across the state. There are more than 50,000 teachers in more than 1,200 state schools, teaching more than 543,000 students a day. Teachers make a difference, and teaching can make a difference in your life. Teaching is a profession with incredible opportunities to take you to amazing places. 2019 Education Careers Ambassador Serena joins me to talk about the job she loves. Hi, I'm Serena. I'm one of the Education Career Ambassadors uh, for 2019. My role is at the moment to go throughout Queensland and interstate talking to teachers about all the incredible opportunities that we have in Queensland state schools uh, in metropolitan, rural and remote. Serena, why did you choose a teaching career? I chose teaching. I was a change of career teacher. So I completed a Bachelor of Science from the University of Queensland initially. And then um, while I was working in industry for a while, uh, I realised that the way that I really wanted to be able to make a difference was through education. I feel like that was the way to change the world in the way that I wanted to change it. I was working at CSIRO Ecosciences Precinct, which is a highly collaborative environment um, at Dutton Park in Brisbane. We were sharing some of our research with school groups that came in and I just saw these students, their little faces lit up in a way that I guess adult faces just don't. And I realised that that was one of the ways that I was really passionate about changing the world and and changing um, sciences for young students. So how long have you been teaching now? So I've been teaching for about five years. This is my sixth year um, since graduating. I've been really fortunate in that time to teach in a whole range of different contexts. So I was teaching Metropolitan for a few years and then internationally in Vietnam and most recently in a remote Indigenous school in the Gulf of Carpentaria. And what made you choose to go to a remote community? I thought initially that I had a bit of a unique story. Uh, I, When I graduated, didn't want to go remote. I decided already that that wasn't something for me. I kind of had a preconception of being in a dusty school by myself in the middle of nowhere. So I'd already switched off to that, and um, but I was really seeking adventure, and I and that's what took me overseas to Vietnam. But before I went, I went to the Teach Queensland Career Fair in Brisbane just on a whim. Um, took my partner along, met this principal I really connected with um, on a values level, but also pedagogically. And um, he sold this idea of family and of a group of colleagues who really had each other's backs, and it was something I wanted to be part of. But the catalyst was when he said the words, "I guarantee this experience will make you a better teacher." And I was hooked. That was it. I was going to go. Did you go and teach in his school? Yeah, I did. I went and taught in Mornington Island in the Gulf with, um, with Peter and, and he was so supportive throughout the whole process, answered all our questions. It was the best decision I've ever made. And how long were you there for? So we were there for two years. Um, we would have stayed probably a lot longer and we're looking at going back next year, if not there, certainly another remote community because the experience that we had there were far beyond anything I've ever had in Metropolitan. And can you explain what you mean by that? How is it so different? I think um, certainly that that thing I touched on before about the collegiality and and the group of really passionate, dedicated, inspiring teachers who are all working together, Um, but also just being part of a community. I think what I was learning there, um, it was a two-way street. You know, I was learning a lot from community. I was able to incorporate Indigenous perspectives into my curriculum in a really meaningful way. Um, We had the local elders would come into the classroom and you know, if I was teaching evaporation, we'd, we'd make dugong cut murrays in the backyard or um, if we were going out and learning um, about the stars, we could, we could do that and tell traditional stories. Counting turtle eggs on the beaches, everything was happening in a very hands-on, meaningful way, in a way that I could never have done in another context. That sounds fantastic. Sounds like a really amazing experience. Yeah, yeah it's hard to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
For more information, visit qed.qld.gov.au. So I was teaching science from prep all the way through to year 10, um, which meant that I got to teach every single one of the 284 kids in the school, uh, which I love. I'm a primary teacher by trade, but uh, teaching high school students, and particularly year 10 boys, I've realised that behaviour management for prep students and year 10 boys is pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> so how big is the Mornington Island community? So there's about 1,200 people living on the island. Um, as I said, about 280 of those are children at the school. So you really do get a chance to meet everybody and their families. Um, the island itself, the landmass is quite large. It, it, was, uh, it took us a couple of hours to drive from one end to the other, but it just meant that we had a lot of area to explore and go camping and, and fishing and um, have adventures on. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. So what was a typical day for you when you, when you worked up there? One of the best parts about teaching for me is there is no such thing as a typical day and um, particularly in science it's always changing, it's always dynamic. When you're working with children you, you never know what's going to happen. So I might get a chance to play a hundred different roles in my most recent position teaching science. I would you know, be rapping about the biological adaptations of camels or um, I'd bring in my Miss Frizzle costume to teach about the planets or we'd be I'd have parents not thrilled with the amount of slime that the students ended up taking home at the end of the day. Every, every day was very different. Again, the biology units up there, as I said, were phenomenal because we'd go out and um, track turtles and, and count turtle eggs and do marine debris surveys on the beach. You know, it was very hands-on. Every day was different. With such practical experiences, did you see that science and or teaching was something that the children really became interested in? Yeah, so um, hands-on experiences, I think, are the way that we all learn best, if everyone from children to adult learners. But I think that particularly for Indigenous culture, it's a very uh, hands-on, practical culture. There's, there's a lot of storytelling through um, oral speech or through songs. And I think that that made it so much more fun for me as a teacher, being able to utilise all those experiences, but also so much more fun for the kids. And I think the creativity that you can you can incorporate into a classroom is is the best part about it. What were your expectations before moving to Mornington Island? That's a good question. Um, I don't think I really knew what to expect. I think it was so far beyond my day-to-day -day that um, I, any expectations I had would have been incorrect anyway. I know I was expecting an adventure and I certainly got that and I knew that I wanted to be able to learn from education from Indigenous Australia and be able to embed that knowledge in my teaching in a really meaningful way but beyond that I, I don't think I expected to have such strong relationships with community and such strong relationships with my teaching colleagues and and that's something I'm really grateful for. And how many other teachers were there? So we had a teaching team of about 25 including the leadership team. And is that more than what you expected or did you go in knowing that that's what it would be? I think that was more than what I expected. It's one of the things in my current role that I talk to teachers a lot about is you know, obviously for, for graduates um, and for young teachers, having a really large support network is a, is a great thing. We have this misconception that maybe some of these schools are just small schools, but a lot of these communities, even though they're quite remote, you have um, a large number of people to work with. Isolation is a bit of a funny thing because though obviously Mornington Island is one of the most remote and isolated communities in Queensland, I don't think I felt that isolated because we had such a strong community of teachers and students and colleagues to work with and I think that isolation actually in the city can be a very different thing because you, you can feel more isolated here without having all that support. What were the biggest challenges do you think in moving up there? There are a lot of challenges. Um, it's, it's funny because as ambassadors we all talk about teaching in rural and remote contexts 
And the challenges are actually the things which at the time were hard, uh, we reflect on really positively. And so things like, you know, um, getting food delivered, we'd only get the barge delivered once a week. But that turned into being a really amazing experience because we'd go down to the shop together. Um, everyone would get really excited about what would be delivered on the barge that week. You know, maybe we'd get blueberries. Everyone would leave school at three o'clock and we'd get ice cream. And it turned out to be one of the positive experiences, even though at the time it, it, it seems like a challenge. Another one would be because we had to buy bulk. So um, a lot of the young graduates we talked to about going to rural and remote communities are worried about not being able to get hummus or, or something. So we'd get coals delivered as well, so that was fine. Um, I had one delivery, had 12 two-litre tubs of ice cream delivered at once, uh, put them all in the chest freezer, and then sure enough, uh, a couple of weeks later, we, we lost power. So I lost all my ice cream, but turned into a positive, I think. We all just sat there and ate ice cream all night, so <laughs> it was okay. That sounds great. Yep. Got a question? Email podcasts at qed.qld.gov.au. The biggest challenge actually for me and my partner was leaving and, and for a lot of the teachers I've spoken to since uh, they found that leaving the island was the hardest part of the whole experience. Uh, on the very last day, our students all have a tradition where they stand around you and they sing um, a traditional song and, and the, just the tears were phenomenal. Um, it was a hysterical, blubbering mess. Um, and I think the students also see so many teachers come and go Obviously, with two years, uh, you, you invest a lot in your community in that time, but every single time the students welcome you with open arms and they invest so much, and I think that's a really hard part is to, to know that you're there for a short term, time, but they've invested a lot in you in that time. Can you stay there longer? Yeah, of course, and I think that's why we want to go back. So uh, for some of these very remote communities, it's, it's two years, but a lot of the time teachers end up falling in love with it and staying. They plan to go for the two years, but... Some, we had a teacher there who was there for seven. So how did you cope being so far away from your family and friends? Did you have lots of visitors? Yeah, um, I was very fortunate to have my incredibly supportive partner with me. Uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about is getting teachers up there together. So if you've got family, take them with you. Um, if you've got a teaching bestie or partner you want to take up with you, take them. I think being away from family and friends was hard initially, but again, as I said, the the fact that we had this really strong support network, the teaching colleagues became my family and friends. So we'd have pizza nights and, and Game of Thrones nights and campfires and board games and um, there was always someone to bake you a cake on your birthday. And, and I knew that if I had a rough day, there was someone there with a sympathetic ear and we'd go down to the shops and get ice cream. So it was hard to be away from family and friends as it always is, but because you're in, in such a small community, people have got each other's backs and they become, they become family. I think we probably know the answer to this question, but would you encourage others to teach re remotely? I would absolutely 100% recommend that everyone considers having some sort of teaching adventure. Um, it doesn't have to be a place like Mornington Island. I think uh, asking the right questions and getting the right fit in the right community for you is, is a really good thing to do. So one of the ambassadors taught Proserpine as her first job in the Great Barrier Reef. Um, I've got a friend who's been in Mount Isa for the last five years and, and has loved it two of our colleagues were in Emerald. You know, these are all very different places with very different kinds of experiences, but all of them have spoken so positively and all of them uh, just want to go back, really. <laughs> Teaching really can take you to amazing places. Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking forward to my next adventure. How do you think we can inspire other young people, especially those still at school, to value and pursue a career in education? Yeah, so I, I read recently somewhere that instead of focusing on what we want to 
be when we grow up. We should be focusing on what we want to do and what problems we want to solve uh, and, and then go do that. And I feel like we all have something that we're really passionate about and, and young people particularly have things they're passionate about. And I think knowing that education is the way to solve those problems um, is, a, is a really fantastic motivator to get people into the field and, and see the kind of difference they can make. Great. Thanks, Serena. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Virginia. It's been a lovely talk. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast.